Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hey everyone, great to be here and welcome to part two of our series on community. Not that actually it's part eight of the entire series of on community and DVT and this life. Um, just pretend and go along with me that this is part two continuing from last week. Felt sort of cool to do something like that. I think most podcasters do. Anyways, a few weeks ago, I sat down and talked with one of my teachers of DVT, Kate Hurd. We talked about mentorship and community and how DVT has changed and evolved. It was a strange conversation for me. And not because of Kate, of course, but because of of the history of her relationship to DVT and our relationship to DVT and our relationship just to each other and then mine to DVT. And it left me feeling like there were so many angles that I hadn't considered yet, which I think is lovely, but also tough because one often wants to think that they know, you know, that they know what their experience is and that there isn't much more to it than what they already know. And it turns out that even you, even when you know that there's actually more to learn which of course I knew, ha. But I think time and time again, I forget that there is always more to know and more to learn. And even though that isn't a clearly marked topic of learning for DBT, it's embedded in, our, in the theory, in our understanding of instabilities. So in my conversation with Kate, it was when we brought up this concept of development that things really started to move. Kate and I talked about the differences that emerge as you grow in this community, about how you develop and how your relationship, and you can't see it, but it's italicized, your relationship to DVT changes, whether by your own decision or not. And the following is what I gleaned from from the conversation and how it's been animating in me since. And also, just a note to those who don't know much about DVT, the recursive cycle has as one of its uh, stages, the animation stage. So don't get this confused with what the word animate actually really means, like to put into motion. So as if DVT wasn't confusing enough, we use it to mean digest or simmer. So when I say the following are my reflections on my conversation with Kate and how it's been animating in me so far, I really mean to say, here's the soup from the simmer. It's much clearer now, right? A long time ago, there was a man on a mission. No, his name wasn't David. It was actually Odysseus, and he was going on an odyssey. Like a journey, I guess. I don't really know. I've never read this story, nor lived it, nor had anyone tell me about it. Just, I just knew that it happened. I wonder about my relationship to this fact and how it must be diagnostic on some level. Shame comes in, but I try to hold on and tell you this lovely story. But really, it was told to me. So here's a recalling of the Odyssey. Well, actually, I lied. Really, it's not a retelling at all. It's just a pointing to the fact that there was once this guy named Odysseus who left on a journey and left his kids into the responsibility of someone else. And this person's name was Mentor. And who knew? Like, I learned this the other day. Yes, just the other day, while I was having my conversation with Kate, that mentor, I mean, Kate's a mentor, not the mentor, but she's a mentor. And you see, Kate and I were talking about mentorship and how this all relates and has been evolving in DVT. And it turns out the first mentor was a man. And that also applies to DVT, by the way. You see, a long time ago in the mid-1970s, there was a man on a mission. And this this time his name was David. And he'd moved to New Haven to study theater and has never left. He still is in New Haven, and I've seen him a few times. And he's still studying theater. 
and how it helps us to know ourselves and to know others and to find some common ground. I like to tell this story as if I know it, or as if I know it from the inside, as if I was a part of it somehow, but I really wasn't. I wasn't even born yet. But in in my defense, I know what it's like to hope for common ground. Sometimes when I visit the Netherlands, which I've had the opportunity and privilege to do often, I listen in a way that I don't or can't or won't when I'm in the U.S. There's something different about the Netherlands, or even other countries for that matter, that doesn't exist here in the U.S., or maybe I don't make space for, or I work hard to close that space. Nevertheless, I was on a train going somewhere, and I was thinking about how we, how we know who is going to push the button to open the train doors. How do we know this? You see, in the Netherlands, and probably in other countries too, when the train stops, there's a button to push to open the doors to exit, rather than an automated system that opens them. Therefore, only the doors that need exiting are opened. Or I guess also those who want to enter, even though it's the exiters who are supposed to push the button first, and how do we know that? But I was thinking about this button pushing thing, and I began to wonder about socialization, and how we all learn these things. Some kind of like teaching system, I guess, and how something like how something simple as pushing the button on the train to open the doors can be really simple, but also very complicated. I'm pleased to know that I have deciphered the Dutch announcement to realize that it's my time to get off the train. No, 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 I'm not relying on the TV screen that has a location written on it, which is not the same as the pronunciation anyways, nor am I reviewing last night's pop quiz on my travels for the day and where and when I will be going, where and when. I am proud. I am proud of my ability to, to be at the door before exiting, to see this button pushing in action. I mean, there's, only, there's always one person, you know. We all know this one person who's always the person to push the button. But today, I am not that person. Most days, I am not that person, and today there was no one else at the door but me. Just me. I waited as a train pulled into the station. I looked around. I hoped someone would come close to the button before me. I mean, I didn't know what to do. What, did I, what I didn't realize before is that there's actually two buttons, yellow and a blue. Which one am I supposed to push? And all the written info has been rubbed off by all the previous button pushing. So I didn't really know what to do at all. And what I could have used was a mentor. Maybe even the mentor, however old he may be now. I could have used someone who was a little bit wiser, a little bit older, a little bit more savvy in button pushing to help me out. To take me under their wing and show me the ropes. Tell me when yellow. And tell me when blue. And watch as I make mistakes. And tell me about their mistakes. Tell me about the dangers or even let me fall into them and help me stand back up. Kate made an important distinction in our conversation. That there are educators and there are mentors. Sometimes they're both. But that just because someone is a student doesn't mean they're being mentored. Yellow or blue. Yellow or blue. Dams and Eden, which by the way means ladies and gentlemen, which, by the way, means we're arriving at the station, which means I'm about to push a button, or both. Oh, God, oh, I didn't think I could put both both at the same time. This doesn't seem logical, but it's possible. Estacion Amersfoort, Amersfoort Central. Oh, man. I slowly, well, 
seemingly slowly, but actually quite quickly because now the train has stopped. Move towards the yellow button. The yellow seems like a good choice. It's closer to the door than the blue one, or at least in my recollection of this event it is. And my index finger moves towards the button just as the doors slide open. An enterer! An enterer pushed the button! To be mentored is to have the opportunity to learn under someone's guidance. To not have things done for you, but to have some help along the way, but really have the chance to come into your own, to take space and grow. The enterer ruined my opportunity. I was finally going to have the chance to learn, despite that there wasn't another button pusher mentoring my process, and the enterer ruined it. And sometimes this happens in mentoring relationships. The mentor or the enterer literally does just that. It enters into you, they enter into your experience and change it. And Kate and I discuss this as well, how this happens and what that means and how do we both feel about it. And Kate and her wise ways landed on this element of nurturance. That mentorship needs that. The mentor must nurture Odysseus' kids while he was away. Odysseus would be sure to kick his you-know-what if he didn't. And the same relates to growing up in a career like drama therapy or DVT. Some of us get chosen for mentoring. Some of us get guidance or education. Some of us carve our own paths, or even some of us leave if we don't get exactly what we want. But above all, don't we all deserve some nurturance? I think my shocked face said it all to the innocent bystander, who in this case was innocent and in my books okay to be a bystander, who exited right behind me on the train. They smiled as if they knew of my dilemma and felt, and I felt, at least in that moment, seen. Maybe even more than that. Maybe a moment of nurturance from a local to a foreign trained traveler. To let me know to keep on trying to assert my ability, despite lack of knowledge, to this very day, which dang color button opens the door, to be a button pusher on trains, or even a button pusher on planes or automobiles. To know that it's not just about finding what color to push, but how to do so in relationship with those around me, with the mechanics of the train, and the enterers on the other side. It's about finding a common ground in this act that can appear very simple, but holds much more complexity underneath it all. I leave you with this last nugget of my conversation with Kate, which, thank you so much, Kate, for your time and insight. She mentioned the word curiosity as part of our evolution in DVT, and I want to just highlight and underline and put a little asterisk by it, that this is the key to our growth, our own individual growth and the growth of our community. Get into conversation in whatever capacity you can. Some people start them. Some people listen. Some people take notes. Some people let others push the buttons. Whatever and however you are curious about your environment and your learning, yours or others for that matter, do it. Be curious. You'll be surprised what kind of nurturance has the possibility to grow when you open yourself up to it. So there you have it, another episode down, and hopefully the conversation's still going strong. Feel free to give me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or any story ideas. Don't forget to subscribe at your iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. Take care and play on. Mm-hmm.